Welcome back to Codename Normies Like Us. Its purpose? To remind you, it's hip to be square. Today, we're jumping into the toy box and joining America's daring, highly trained special missions force to defend human freedom against COBRA, a ruthless terrorist organization determined to rule the world. That's right, we're talking G.I. Joe on Normies Like Us. Now you know, and knowing is half the battle. Why are great men always surrounded by lesser beings? Shut up, Cobra Commander. Duke, Snake Eyes, alive! Pork chop sandwiches! Oh shit, get the fuck out of here! What are you doing? Go, get the fuck out of here, you stupid idiot! Fuck, we're all dead! Get the fuck out! G.I. Joe! Yo, Joe, welcome back to Normies Like Us. It is fanatical February, fandom February, kind of a continuation of what we did last year with March Madness, where each one of us is going to pick a topic near and dear to our heart. Today, we're diving back into the toy box again. Last year, we talked collectibles in general. This year, we're talking all about the G.I. Joe. I am your host, uh, G.I. Joe himself, joined by... Uh, I guess I'll be um, Mike Shadow. Not very um, good. Yeah, this is uh, Commander Jacob here. I don't know what makes a good uh, Commander yeah, Jacob. Name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, com- commander works. I mean, like, yeah, I think the, I know there's the a command, makes, Cobra Commander. Yeah, yeah, there you yeah. go. The thing that makes the ultimate GI Joe name is just like the most ridiculous combination of words. Uh, I'm so excited to be talking about this franchise. It is definitely one that I think qualifies for a niche to normie breakdown here. Everybody knows some of the catchphrases of G.I. Joe, but not everyone might know that this is uh, still around, still kicking and making a comeback in the 2020s. So I can't wait to break it all down with you. Yeah, no, I mean, G.I. Joe, we've been talking, you know, Cobra Kai and then Karate Kid. And then one of the characters in that show had a Cobra logo. It's very in tune with the 80s, you know, so I'm very much in a G.I. Joe mood. And the fact that, yeah, there's going to be some new stuff coming out soon. And a lot of us, you know, grew up with this. It's going to be exciting to dive back into the Toy Box, Joe. Oh, absolutely. So... What are, what are you guys' experience with uh, with the Joes? Do you have was this something in your childhood or something you've kept up with? Uh, for me, not really at all. I would say I, uh, my experience is very limited with the GI Joes, but um, I do remember I watched the movie, but I don't remember much about the movie. And uh, I think the other thing that I know is the Community episode where they parody GI Joe. So that's my main. Um, you know, intro points into this into this franchise. All right. Well, for me, then I did grow up with the Joes. Some of my older cousins had the you know the three and a half inch. I think is that the right size? The three um, and three quarter. Yeah. Three and three quarter. Yeah. And so they had the actual Terror Drome Cobra Command Center with the dome that popped out, and the spaceship would come up, and the prison cells and living quarters and all that. So he had a huge box of different Joes and playsets and toys and. uh so that was my introduction. I watched the show, the E-Bombs World memes. I'm maybe not an expert, you know, but I'm definitely, you know, rank above private, I think, on, on G.I. Joe knowledge. <laughs> there you go. I, I know all about the thumbnail. Did they have um did they have the, the USS flag, like the big the big bad playset? The uh largest <laughs> playset yeah. ever made, I think. Yeah, no, no, they didn't have the flag, but they did have the Cobra Command Center, which was sick, and a ton of ton of vehicles. Um 
So, you know, we had the boats and all, all kinds of stuff. So, yeah, oh, which is a big appeal was, for the uh, Joes. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of the, the joy of the Joes, right? This was a franchise designed to sell toys and the content around it did not disappoint with its level of like camp and ridiculousness to sell those toys. I love that everything has like a crazy acronym for the vehicles and things like that. <laughs> uh, it is a franchise near and dear to my heart. I work in the collectible industry, so obviously G.I. Joe's is a big part of that community. And this was like VHS staples for me growing up. Mm -hmm. Some of the earliest toys I had, so I cannot wait to talk all about them. Yeah, no, I'm excited too. Maybe we should uh, suit up and go Joe, as they say uh, <laughs> numerous times on every single episode. Yeah, dog, let's do it. Let's dive in and talk all things G.I. Joe. Yo, Joe! We'll fight for freedom wherever there's trouble. G.I. Joe is there. G.I. Joe! G.I. Joe is there. G.I. Joe against Cobra the enemy, fighting to save the day. He never gives up, he's always there, fighting for freedom over land and air. G.I. Joe. So last year we talked all about the collectible industry, and G.I. Joe was really important to the, the foundation of modern action figures as we know them today. So we're kind of going to skip some of the history lesson there. Uh, briefly, Larry Hanna came up with this incredible concept. In 1982, they launched a TV, uh, I'm sorry, they launched the toy line and the comic books, and then that was supported by G.I. Joe, a real American hero, starting in 1983. This was the, the classic cartoon that Jacob, like you said, was parodied by Community and so many other things. Uh, this was the, the beginning of the G.I. Joe craze. No, absolutely. I mean, first of all, being probably the most successful multimedia like toy selling idea, like you know, like we mentioned on the toy episode, the Kenner kind of set the standard for that three and um, a quarter. Yeah, three and three um, quarter. Three and three quarter. I'm speaking out of pocket, but yeah, they kind of <laughs> set the standard. Then GI Joe is like, oh, we want to revitalize the brand, so we'll tie it in with this kind of multimedia comic book TV show and. Um, you know, all the vehicles and acronyms that you mentioned before. And it, it's still going today. Yeah, it's, it's pretty incredible. Yeah, so you had Marvel Comics making a, a storyline about, you know, America's highly trained special missions force, whose only job is to go up against one bad organization, <laughs> Cobra. It, it doesn't get any more simple than that, right? I mean, it is the good guys shoot blue lasers, the bad guys shoot red lasers, it's G.I. Joe. It's G.I. Joe versus Cobra. That's it. That's all you need to yeah. know. <laughs> so that's my, <laughs> and this the real is my question. Yeah. Is, uh, so so G.I. Joe, is they're affiliated with the, the American military, right? Or they're yes. like a branch of the military? But they're like the, the Cobras? Okay, but, but the Cobras, they're not affiliated guys. with any country. They're just bad guys? Yeah, they're just general bad guys who want to take over the world. They're just general... Global terrorists. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. On the script. Um, <laughs> so we got the real American hero, which the theme song, the narrator, like the way every show comes in is so iconic. You know, G.I. Joe is the code name for the. You know, it's like <laughs> that is the breakdown. It's classic. Hey, here's yep. everything you need to know about this 22 minute, two, 22 minute long little adventure with uh, what I'm going to call the anti-Power Rangers. So 
mm. you know, Power Rangers, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Beetleborgs, Biker Mice from Mars. They're all the same thing, right? You know what I mean? Mm. It is Power Rangers. Everyone wears a different version of the same suit. They're pretty much the same. They're all teenagers with attitudes, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Every Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle loves pizza. Uh, G.I. Joe is literally the complete opposite, where it's like, oh, okay, this guy's, uh, his name is Quick Kick, and he's a Hollywood stuntman turned uh, ninja expert. or Military operative. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, you know, this is Snow Job. He's only going to be there if we need someone to go Snow skiing. Job. Yeah. Snow Job is my favorite name, I think, of any of That's these guys. I'm glad that you brought him up. He's got his That doubles beard. as his porn name, too, for his uh, yeah. side hustle. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, <laughs> G.I. Blow. But um, do you guys have a favorite character? Because Joe was just talking about, like, yeah, they, they're so cool um, because they're so diverse. And I think Larry Hama wrote all of the like info cards for the mm. figures oh, that kind yeah. of fleshed out their backstories. And this was one of the, um, the, the most brilliant moves to do is like you would buy a toy and the f- face sculpts were based on the people in the offices. Like they, this wasn't an existing oh, wow. property. You're not making a Luke Skywalker action figure. It's like, okay, uh, this guy's name is shipwreck. He's a sailor. He's got like a talking parrot. Uh, okay, what does what does that guy over there look like? Let's just use his face as the mold for for the character, and then develop extremely detailed backstories for every single one of the characters. So you can go online to like 3D Joe's or the uh, the yearbook, and you can get a breakdown of every single character, their code name, their real name, their background, why they joined the Joes. It's crazy how much depth they put into this. And that is actually what I found really interesting going back and looking at this is like they have like a birthday and other hobbies like also likes to cook. Right. And that (laughs) reminds me a lot of like like Japanese RPGs or like Japanese media. They'll always have character profiles. It's got like their birthday and their favorite food and likes and dislikes. It's so like extra. But then learning that Toei did the animation on this, you know, they did Dragon Ball, Mazinger Z and and Transformers. So is G.I. Joe anime? As American as it is, I think it. I think it is. I do think it qualifies. I think it is right uh, because it's also so self-contained, and I think that's the joy of GI Joe. Is you could watch, you know, any episode. You could jump in, and unless it's one of the like the four-part arcs, and it's like right in the middle of that, and even then, they're going to give you like a breakdown of like, okay, uh, so Destro's got this weather decimator. He's, he's dominator, on, uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and, and Scarlet just tackled him. Okay, here we go. We're, we're picking right up there. And like, I, I love back. the joy of that. Like it's, they put so much work into creating all of these backstories for kids who like mostly couldn't read when they were opening up the action figures to begin with. And you were just going to create your own stories regardless. Yeah, it really is brilliant to give in the packaging a jumping off point for like imagination and play right like and then having a show also tied in it's it's really smart um just brilliant you know in its execution and i I, you know they'll always talk about like you mentioned the weather dominator and it's like uh, we need to collect the three component parts now available (laughs) in stores and then i looked online and sure enough the weather dominator was built with three component parts that you could buy and build you know it's like absolutely built to scale i mean like they they knew exactly what they were doing and they really didn't miss in those early days um you asked you asked favorite joes though so i gotta know yeah some of you who who are some of your favorite gi joe characters I'll go 
quickly off the top of my head, you know, Snow Job, great name. Um, I, of course, I think this is going to be overlap, so I'm just going to snake it now and say Snake Eyes. There you go. Uh, probably the greatest, Joe. Uh, Storm Shadow. I was a ninja kid. You know, I really like ninjas, Ninja Turtles. That's where I came from. So all of the random just ninjas that <laughs> Cobra had would like appeal to me. But uh, Shipwreck and any of like just the weird names, like you said, Lifeline. What is he? He's a medic. He's, he's your lifeline. Yeah. You know? So I just I appreciate the simple like roadblock and things like oh, that. And that was, Jacob, do you have any favorite jokes? Oh, go ahead. Well, that was just another another reason this is so brilliant is like. There's just ninjas in the military. Like Snake Eyes is a is a mute ninja who's also you know working for the government. Why? Sure. sure. <laughs> like, They're doing like top secret experiments on him or something. And we we well speaking of Snake Eyes, we mentioned you know we did the boys and we talked about how Black Noir is kind of their Batman. But after looking back at the Joes, Black Noir is really just their Snake Eyes because he doesn't talk. Right, Absolutely. and he's like a, an assassin, so he's he's kind of a mix of those two things. And I was like, "Oh, damn, you're you're, you're right." Um, I think. I mean, if you uh, have a favorite Joe, Jacob? for me, I mean, I was gonna say Snake Eyes too because I'm not. Uh, that's the only one I could remember, and um, I was really into the Power Rangers in the '90s. So uh, you know, I was into the ninjas as well. So I think uh, Snake Eyes and uh, what was the other guys? Uh, Storm Shadow. Storm Shadow. And then I remember in the movie there was like a lot of um, like ninja versus ninja action that was pretty cool I think because there's like yeah. one bad ninja and one good ninja right like one uh, cobra uh, ninja and uh, yeah so probably and in the movies played by Ray Park who was uh, Darth Maul so that's pretty cool and Storm Shadow was Lee Byung Hun you know famous Korean actor from you know a lot of projects. Uh Nice. And yeah, all of all tier, of that so. is, uh, you know, pretty true. Like, we'll talk about that movie at one point. I know a lot of people have crazy opinions on it, but like <laughs> that backstory is what we've seen. You know, it is a good ninja, bad ninja. They fight. And he's bad like a blind ninja. ninja. All white. And he's blind. Is that his thing? Or no, he's not blind. He's not blind. He just like has his eyes covered oh, okay. the whole time. I thought there was like a blind a ninja character, but I must be thinking of something else. They're they're taught by a sensei who's blind at one point, oh, and then there's okay. also like other ninja characters like Jinx and Dawn and all of these other you know named and unnamed not uh, ninjas because they would also have like this is Red Ninja. He's just a ninja wearing red. There's fifty sure, of that's them my coming favorite. in at one point. <laughs> Just yeah. like a generic platoon of Cobra troops that look like ninjas, vipers or something they would yeah, call them. Right. But yeah. Well, there's the... Uh, what I thought was... There's vipers, bats, uh, and Cobra <laughs> troopers, and they were just like, you know, fodder, right? Like, you just need... Okay, so Duke and Scarlet are going to, like, swing in here, and, and Heavy Duty's going to, like, come running in, and I don't know, let's have, like, 30, like, robots. What do you want to call the robots? Oh, we'll call them, we'll call them bats. Okay. Yep, those are the bad guys. <laughs> It'll make an acronym out of it. Well, yeah. so one thing about this is, right, like they weren't allowed, like they couldn't show people dying and stuff, right? So it's all it's all about, two, you know, military forces going against each other, shooting at each other and stuff, but no one can like die on screen or get like visibly injured. So they have to kind of work around that, right? Yeah. So the cartoon when we were kids, a, a real American hero and then the, the G.I. Joe movie after that is all like really, you know, family friendly. It's red and right. blue lasers. But if you want some more of that, like, 
actual like military style comics like all of that exists and goes really heavy as well so it doesn't necessarily i think one of the beauties of gi joe is you can have it both ways you can have red and blue lasers with psas and ridiculous character names but you can also have like real military or ninja stories hidden in these comics yeah yeah i mean like it's show is famous for like oh no they're gonna blow up you know a cobra airplane and everybody parachutes out <laughs> right it blows like, up. like everyone's always parachutes. fine <laughs> right 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 they're fine but then yeah i heard uh, the larry hama run he wrote like all but one yeah i guess edition and i i've heard i not from experience but that like this comic book uh for lack of a better term is way better than it ever had any right to be. And like, there's a lot of characters that are very important in the comics that aren't important on the show. And the way he uses kind of the family unit of the Joes to build drama and conflict is really strong from what I've heard, which is fascinating. And I would like to check that out. It's really crazy what they got away with, right? You had a comic that was just to help sell the toys. It was just meant to be like supplemental material. And uh, Larry Hanna was like, well, I'm going to go in. I mean, this guy was in MASH as a bit character for a minute. Like, he was on SNL. Mm. He has military experience. So he really just took, like, the Brotherhood of the Joes, who all hang out in either the pit or the USS flag, which is, like, there are two hidden bases, one being mobile because it's, you know, a ship. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they would just hang out in their day-to-day, and it would be like, you know, we're going to take these three characters who would never have any business being together, and we're going to send them on a mission to... Antarctica. So we're going to Antarctica. So we need snow job. Uh, they're going to need a doctor. So let's give them doc. And then, you know, let's throw a, a Scarlet into this one because we haven't used her in a while. And they, they did some really mm-hmm. interesting stuff with like romances behind the scenes of, you know, do you think Snake Eyes and Scarlet oh. is the OTP or is it Duke and Scarlet? It was really crazy what they went through uh, kind of making some of these characters in the back. One of my favorite Joes of all time is uh, Chuckles. You guys ever heard of Chuckles? I, I saw his name, but I don't know anything about him. I was going through like old Joes. Yeah, who is Chuckles? Uh, Chuckles is my favorite G.I. Joe. The joke is that he's been undercover for so long that no one knows if he is a Joe or a Cobra agent because he's just <laughs> been undercover with Cobra for so long. It's a double uh, agent. Wow. He wears a Hawaiian <laughs> shirt like anymore. Magnum P.I., and uh, in the comics, like, he goes on to straight up assassinate Cobra Commander. Like, he has an incredible arc. After the Marvel days, the comics ended up going to IDW, and they just kept the same continuity rolling. Uh, so, like, just didn't miss oh, wow. a beat, even though it was 15 to 20 years later. And they did uh, some different, like, offshoot books and things like that. And there's a whole book just about Chuckles. Under undercover with Cobra, and eventually he's the one that pulls the trigger and takes down Cobra Commander. Yeah, they should make oh, a uh, like a gritty reboot about Chuckles, where it's just like he's been undercover so long he doesn't remember what side he's on. He's been in the shit. That it would be interesting, right? What a cool sense. <laughs> that would be crazy. What a cool way to introduce a character of like, yeah, he's been undercover for so long, no one knows if he's a good guy or a bad guy. That's insane. And this <laughs> yeah. is the same one where no it's idea like, where his loyalties are. yeah, that's shipwreck. He's a, I don't know, he's in the Navy and he's got a talking parrot. That's his bit. <laughs> he makes a lot of nautical puns. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Roadblock's always rhyming on the cartoon. It's, it's Roadblock it's wild, and man. Heavy Duty, his brother uh, or his cousin. And they both like like to cook. That's their thing. 
So we had the yeah, we pork had pork chop sandwiches. Pork chop sandwiches, baby. We had the the original show, <laughs> and then they did a movie. But the movie ended up kind of getting screwed here. So Hasbro was making bank on their toys, wanted to expand into movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, GI Joe was supposed to be first, but they had some problems in the production, and it ended up coming out after Transformers. Transformers cult classic. A lot of people adore it. Did not make bank at the box office. So they ended up making the mm. G.I. Joe movie a direct-to-video movie, which then later went on to be, you know, just like a miniseries that they split up into the next season of the Joe show. Gotcha. That's that's the Serpentor story, right? Yeah. I've seen it, I think, in both forms. I think I've seen it cut as a movie, um, like direct-to-video, and then I've seen it in, like, the five-part episodic as well. Yeah, and this was introducing a little more backstory to the Cobras because they are really just... Cobra Commander, sometimes he's a joke, sometimes he's the scariest person alive, uh, but really, like, they just want to take over the world, that's their whole thing. What we find in the movie with Serpentor is, you know, it's all part of, like, an ancient Cobra uh, religion slash cult that worships, like, a giant snake creature, and Serpentor is created as a, uh, like, an an algorithm of... All the words. Jacob, you absolutely would be. And I'll tell you, Xander Cage yeah. would be a perfect Cobra <laughs> agent. Like, it, he'd, he'd fit he'd work right with Zartan. There. He'd work <laughs> right sure. with, like, Zartan and uh, Thomas and Tomax, which it's just the same. They're twin oh, brothers, yeah. and their names are just the same backwards. That's it. Oh, They're twin brothers. Fred and George. Yeah, they finish each other's sentences. <laughs> yeah, Sounds they awesome. finish each other's sentences. Uh, one has a scar on one side, and then the other one has the matching scar on the other side. Like it's it's ridiculous how funny all of this is. I mean, it really was like the perfect take of camp, and I think that's what they brought into the the GI Joe movie when they did that in two thousand nine. Did you guys have you ever checked out that the the GI Joe movie live action for the first time? I saw this it is with the Rock, right? That's the the, the second one has the rock. the rock. The sequel had the Rock. This the has like Channing Tatum, Wayans, though, Channing Tatum, Marlon Wayans, and uh, Dennis Quaid is like the the um, general or whatever. But um, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Cobra Commander. Right, right. That's well, this right. is what I was confused by, right? So there's Destro and there's Cobra Commander, right? Which one is more in charge, Cobra Commander? Yes, Cobra then, Commander is the the ultimate in charge. But what's Destro's deal? He's just like the star scream of, of the, the Cobra. Basically, Jacob, that's the perfect way to put it. He is the star scream. He owns Mars technology, which is kind of how the uh, how Cobra makes a bunch of their things, like the fangs, which are just their like portable helicopters <laughs> and things like that. Uh, he's kind of their right hand man. Yeah, I was watching some clips of the movie on YouTube, and I watched the scene where um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt does something to Destro's face, and he turns them all shiny, and then his face is all fucked up, and he's like, call me Commander, but they don't look like the cartoons, and then a lot of the comments were like, they couldn't have just made them look more like the cartoons, like, this looks like weird, So, uh, but it's a funny scene, though, it's an interesting scene. 
It's it's a crazy movie. I went to see this yeah. movie at midnight. Uh, it came out in 2009. We were in college at the time, and it was like, absolutely, I'm going to go see the G.I. Joe movie at midnight. Are you kidding me? Um, mm-hmm. And it it's from the director of The Mummy. Uh, so it's you know, nonstop action. That's obviously the only type of movie he makes is where nothing stops moving ever. Right, uh, and, and Brendan he, uh, Fraser's in it. Yeah, and Brendan Fraser. Fraser's in it, and he he has the craziest <laughs> uh, take on why he's in that movie. He only did that movie because in his head, the character that he plays, who's just Sergeant Stone, which is not really a big G.I. Joe character at all, although he kind of looks like Flint, who is a big G.I. Joe character with the beret, um, mm-hmm. but he's just Sergeant Stone, which is... You know, a name that's easy enough to have been thrown in the background like six different times throughout G.I. Joe continuity. But <laughs> right. to Brendan Fraser, he is a great descendant of Rick O'Connor from The Mummy. And sure. that's why he wanted to do the movie because no, it total makes sense. sense. <laughs> like, it does okay. make sense if we include the overarching continuity of like the ancient bloodline for Serpentor and like Rick O'Connell's it's mummy there. It's like, it all works. You know? <laughs> but it then the rock was, together. the rock was the scorpion King, but then they bring the rock in, in the sequel to the GI Joe and he's not playing the scorpion. King. Are they, is That's he a descendant true. of the scorpion King? Who's <laughs> now a GI might Joe. Be. So, so the wow. rise of Cobra was at this, like it was right around the time that X-Men Origins Wolverine or whatever that movie is called came out where everything needed an over-explanation. It needed an origin story. So that's where they decided to start G.I. Joe, which I think is kind of like the first mistake you made, right? Like, I don't need an origin oh, yeah. story for the G.I. Joe. Like, the th- you could have just opened it with the theme song from the show and that would have been right. enough. That's all but it's need. not even a it's not even an origin story for GI Joe. It's an origin story for Cobra, right? Because it's, yeah, it's an of origin Cobra. story for for Cobra and uh, Duke and Ripcord are the two main characters who are joining uh, Joe's already established with Scarlet, Heavy Duty, uh, Tunnel Rat, and Tunnel I think, Rat. I think those they have the Baroness, there. I think, on the Cobra side too. Yeah, and the Baroness, Baroness is like. Duke's former lover who's been brainwashed. Like they added all this other stuff yeah. that's just equally silly. <laughs> you sense. could see it in, in a GI yeah. Joe episode, right? Like it would make sense, but the whole thing was about like nanotech. Cause that was so hot at the time. So that's like when we finally get Destro, it was, you know, nanobots all over his face, but that movie right. has so many great moments where it's like, you know, General Hawk, played by Dennis Quaid, is like, all right, now we know. And knowing is half the battle. They knew what they were doing. You know what right, I mean? Right. Like, there's no question. I do like Joseph Gordon-Levitt as uh, Cobra Commander because he's just like, um, I think for most of the movie, he just has like this mask on his face with like tubes or whatever, like Bane or something. But then at the end, he like reveals his true form and it doesn't look good, but it's he's just doing like a wacky voice and stuff. And that must have been a, a fun role for him, I think. Yeah, I think I think everyone was having a ball making that. There's even the point where like Joseph Gordon-Levitt in a flashback walks up to Channing Tatum and is like, "Hey, be careful with this guy. He's a real American hero." And it's like winking and nodding at the audience the entire time. Right, right, right. Here's my question about these movies. Then they really wanted Duke to be the main character, right? But it seems to be that Snake Eyes is really the greatest. G.I. Joe character as far as continuity like he really yeah. should be but he doesn't talk so you can't make him the main character but he's featured you know yeah that's always the problem when it comes to Snake Eyes is like well how do you take 
a mute character and make them the lead in in this everybody's talking so much to explain an overly complicated plot and boil it down to lasers, you know? Yeah. I mean, I have heard that there are books that just relied on the pictures and there was no text whatsoever, which is a fascinating idea. I, you could definitely do a cool, um, you know, a lot with Snake Eyes, which they're planning on it, right? And it's just funny that that character was made because they were like, how do we make a cheap character, paint it all one color, black, you know, yeah. put a visor on it. And then it was like, that became the most popular character. It was it was the easiest way to do a kit bash where they just took all of these other pieces from different characters, gave them some of the accessories that each one had previously had, painted it one color so it was the cheapest to produce. And that is the figure that became one of the most iconic, uh, you know, not only collectibles, but one of the most iconic comic book characters of all time i mean you yeah. can look at the comics right now and snake eyes is getting his own solo run called snake eyes dead game written by rob liefeld oh my god that, that yeah. is and I, just now wrapping up yeah and you look at how cool like the techno cyber ninja right or you know would be and then it's like yeah, i can't help but think that hideo kojima didn't see that and make his cyber ninjas for metal gear you know what I mean? There, he has to be inspired by GI Joe. So you For know, sure. the I mean, webs I think we weave. everyone who's doing anything now uh, that even resembles like, okay, I need a good guy force and a bad guy force, and they're going to go up against each other. It's all coming from GI Joe. I mean, this was such a staple of the culture of the time that if you grew up with it, it's going to be embedded in your head whether you like it or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, talking Ray Park and Darth Maul, sort of those connections there with Star Wars, do we think that as much as the Kenner line influenced the G.I. Joe line, did the success of the kind of the transmedia approach of G.I. Joe lead to, like, say, Shadows of the Empire? Like, do you think Star Wars then looked at oh, what yeah. G.I. Joe did and said, we should do that? You know, I would little... absolutely say so. I mean, there was definitely a how how can we keep pumping this out and keep it fresh? And G.I. Joe was rebranded a million different times. I mean, it's just now, you know, last year came back with a new line of action figures for the first time uh, in a six inch scale. So they are like more akin to the the Star Wars figures and Marvel figures that people are collecting now with modern takes on all of the classic characters. They have done, uh, you know, mech lines where everyone's got a, a mech that they ride <laughs> in. They've done 50th anniversary, 25 or 25th anniversary, 30th anniversary, anything to like rebrand and reuse some of these molds. Uh, but now we're stepping into a new size for the figures. I mean, I remember when Rise of Cobra came out, there were G.I. Joe figures all over the stores. I mean, they had just taken the the classic characters and mostly like put them in like black jumpsuits and been like, OK, here you go. These are. You know, like there was a shipwreck action figure. Shipwreck's not in that movie. It's just uh, another chance to throw out some classic names. Yeah, right. That's incredible. I mean, I remember during the the Sigma Six era, like I was still buying, you know, Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes, and those were like eight inch figures. So they have taken on a lot of uh, different forms and reinvented themselves from just being, you know, the male Barbie, you know, to you know this new thing in the eighties. So. Yeah. Um, a timeless line. And like you said, everything is just borrowing off good force, bad force, you know, and even, you know, small soldiers plays with the idea where, oh, the, the, the military force is actually the bad guys when the kids aren't playing with mm -hmm. them. But uh, yeah, um, 
It's just, they're just too fun, and the names and stuff are awesome. I mean, if, did you collect these a lot, Joe? Did you have like you know? I I had quite a box of GI Joe. Never had uh, the flag or anything crazy like that, but we had a lot of figures. I mean, I remember like Law and Order it came with a dog. <laughs> like it was Law was the dude, oh, and yeah. Order was the dog. That that was I, it. I love that kind of stuff too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what? That, I think definitely Hideo Kojima was playing with G.I. Joe's because when he had somebody named something like Die Hard Man. Right. You know, it's like he's clearly just like. Oh, yeah. Joe's all the over the names. top, um, like Metal Gray Gear Fox. Solid characters that are like basically action figure, like military Turned people. up to 11. It's yeah. definitely, yeah. <laughs> they're just G.I. Joe's. For sure. They're just G.I. Joe's. I mean, you can Metal say that. Metal Gear is so just G.I. Joe. Yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, we had, so we had the original show. That was really campy. Uh, then we had the mm. live action movies, which tried to like capture some of that camp, but also like turn it up to 11 and make it super exciting. The The sequel mm-hmm. to that movie, G.I. Joe Retaliation, uh, stars The Rock as Roadblock, who was not in uh, the first movie. He was instead of Roadblock being in the first one, it was Heavy Duty, which was like kind of controversial for some fans because Heavy Duty was like a second line character to. Um, Roadblock. Roadblock was the original one, and then Heavy Duty came in as kind of a secondary character after him, when it was more like you know, Heavy Duty and Flint instead of uh, Duke and and Roadblock. So we have oh, yeah, The Rock yeah. leading a movie with um, the first G.I. Joe, Joe Cotton, played by Bruce Willis, and in a world oh, where right. like, that oh, one yeah. opens... So insane. This was a this was a dollar movie theater experience for me. I did not <laughs> see it at midnight like I saw some of the other ones. We were already living in Los Angeles at the time. And it it starts off with like a quick monologue like, yep, Cobra Commander broke out of jail, but now he's dead. And Duke is dead. This is where we're starting everything. And it's like, oh, OK, this is they're going for it. They're going straight for the toys. And Channing mm-hmm. Tatum's not in that one. No, they kill him off in between the movies. They kill him off. Wow. He's like, man, The Rock's going to steal all my spotlight. I'm out of here. <laughs> they leave. Who do you think really I am? Vin heavy. Diesel? <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing it. <laughs> right. I won't be, yeah. won't be taken yeah. out of another movie. I mean, I think he went on and did like Magic Mike while that was happening because it was like 2013. Um, sure. But sure they, they leaned really heavy into uh, Snake Eyes here. And there were like cliffside yeah. matches with all the ninjas and. That's uh, what right, I remember the yeah. most is that cliffside. They're on the ropes and then they're fighting in the temple and it, and yeah. you know that showdown. And then Storm Shadow takes his mask off because Lee Bihun wants you know some FaceTime. Right, uh, but it's badass. Time. He throws his ninja stars and then he just shoots them out of the air with his Uzi, which is an iconic Snake Eyes weapon. But it's like you can shoot the stars out of the air, but you don't just keep firing <laughs> to kill him. It's just kind of. No. Yeah, I'll just show you how, no, how Where's the art to that, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, there's no honor in that, yeah. <laughs> so there's this other series. Uh, there's two other series. There's Renegades. Did you guys ever see Renegades? This one was um, no. like after the movie. So, you know, trying to bring Joe back into the fold with a younger audience. And it was uh, Cobra is already like secretly infiltrating American culture by being like a pharmaceutical company. And, Mm. you know, they have like a good CEO who's, who's helping everyone. But in reality, it's Cobra pulling the, uh, the strings behind the scenes and a group of outlaw Joes are led by uh, snake eyes and Scarlet and Duke. And they're like doing secret missions 
and the rest of the Joes are trying to track them down. Hmm. Huh. Wow. That's pretty interesting. I like the little more realistic kind of yeah, short-lived. behind the scenes takeover. It was, um, you know, like there's X-Men the Animated Series and then there's X-Men Evolution. It was like the X-Men Evolution where it was not bad. It was good. It just was short-lived. It couldn't find its audience. You know, it was uh, a little too mature in some spots and like not mature enough in others, if that makes sense, where, you know, like when I was watching it again, I was like, oh, this is great. Like every episode introduces you to a new G.I. Joe and gives you their backstory a little bit. Um, and then mm. you'll just never see them again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you have your core group of characters and like, like a ship in the night shipwreck will come in and be like, this is my boat. I'm taking you from point A to point B. Goodbye. Now available in stores near you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right. And Mike, you mentioned yeah. uh, Sigma six. There was the, the mech era, heavy duty era, uh, where everything was like a little, a little more anime, um, a lot more mm-hmm. like gear and and battle based with some some of the early TV CGI, which was uh, never all that great. Do you guys? Yeah, see yeah, I, I did. I only watched like a little bit of it, but I, more like yeah, I did buy the figures of the ninjas because they were pretty cool. Um, but it was very accessory heavy, like you said, and I think the show reflected that. It was all like the new technology and snap on different modules and stuff, and you know. Um, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but yeah, a lot more cranking it up to be like that kind of mecha, not full mecha, but you know what I mean? Like techno soldiers and stuff. And then the, so this one is the, the real diamond in the rough Jacob. Like, I think this is the one you would really get a kick out of. It was 2009, a, a series of five minute animes that all put together, make a movie called GI Joe resolute. Um, and it is pretty great. I mean, these aired in five-minute segments on Adult Swim uh, and then eventually were compiled into many a bootleg. You can watch it on YouTube. You know, you'll have to find a, a bootleg version, but you're going to see, you know, more mature relationships. You get a, a real ninja showdown with blood, and it's... Uh, it sounds like the uh, Clone Wars, like the Tar- Tartoski Clone Wars, right? Very similar in, like what it accomplished but a lot more mature even i mean you're seeing like snake eyes straight up just shooting guys right in the face with blood and stuff like that like it That's is what it should be <laughs> and a Damn. lot of fans thought that i mean this was the 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 fan favorite because it was right. what they wanted you know i mean it was people who watched it when they were a kid and then they read the comics and the comics were a little bit more mature and it was all of those classic characters but it had that more mature feeling of the comics um, which, you know, like I kind of go back and forth on, to be honest, one of the things I love about GI Joe mm. is the red and blue lasers. Like I like that it is right. really simply like these are crazy characters who are, who are good and they fight crazy characters who are bad. But if you're looking for more serious stuff, it's out there. I mean, there are tons and tons of comic books. It ran from 1982 up until 1995 and then took a break and they just picked it right up and kept going at the same issue where it left off uh, 15 years later. Wow. Man, that is awesome. I, I That Resolute does look awesome. I'm looking at some images for it now and definitely more anime inspired. And Sounds like, like it would be good entry for point a, is, an adult swim audience yeah. too. Yeah, right. yeah. The entry point is when you're a kid, like I said, you grow up, you read the series comics, and then you get this, which uh, I think definitely is something I'm going to 
check out, especially if it's short, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 only one thing. You know, it was a series of five-minute shorts put together. I think it's like 48 minutes or something like that. Um, but it's, you know, some of it's on the USS flag. Some of it is Storm Shadow versus Snake Eyes. Uh, you know, some of mm-hmm. it is Duke and Scarlet, like... It even plays on that romance of, you know, like, you know, Duke's Duke's kind of like a jerk. That's kind of his thing as he is the the straight man lead. And he's like talking to Scarlet in the briefing. And he's like, you either you, you're either with Snake Eyes or you're with me. And she goes, you mean like on the missions? And he says, I mean what I said. And that's how the scene ends. <laughs> it's like, oh, wow. OK, that's wow. All right. a little crazy. It's in line with some of the dialogue from the original show, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> wow no, i definitely got to check that out um what about like i mean you know star wars like i said doing its transmedia stuff would do you know video games and stuff are there been any good joe video games that ever came out i haven't personally played any there there were some like back in the day that kind of came and went right i never really played any of those uh just last year they came out with a new one which is operation blackout it did not get great reviews um, but they were taking mm. the premise of playing from both the Cobra and Joe's side of the field. So like you're, you can either play as the Cobras or the Joes. You can be Snake Eyes or Storm Shadow. It's a third-person action shooter. Kind of has like a cell-shaded look to it. And they were taking all the designs from the new toy line, the G.I. Joe Classified series, and applying them to this uh, this video game. So you know, 35 years later, 40 years later, and they're still doing the same uh, gimmick. You know, it is still taking the toys and then putting them in now the video game instead of the TV show. So I love to see it. I have not played that game, uh, but it's definitely one I'm going to check out. Even if the reviews aren't great, I, it's it's a G.I. Joe video game. I, I want to play it. You know, it's kind of the same as a Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 where it was like, no, it there wasn't that go. great, but I got to play it. I played it. Yeah, yeah. Um, that that's there's so much like I think potential to like for future GI Joe games just because of like the amount of figures and vehicles that have come out over the years. It's like in hundreds and hundreds, right? And just even like the amount of microtransactions that they could push if they <laughs> wanted to go that route of like now you're going to get the rocket booster, or, like you want to customize oh, yeah. your your car, or your your character, right? Like Raid Shadow Legends, you've got 400 Joes to choose from, uh, you know. Like, you could do so much because there's just so much material there. And there you is, know. like, a popular um, base-building game for the mobiles, mobile devices that they have that they've been running for a couple of years now. I mean, it has been a calculated return. You know, there there is a new line of action figures. Um, the comics are, are really in full swing right now. So there's... G.I. Joe, a real American hero, which is the the still written by Larry Hammond. He's, he's still at it. Um, there's that storyline that is still going after all these years. Wow. And there are a couple like offshoots, like like one time adventures. Like the thing I said with Chuckles, that was an IDW print book. 
Um, they do like a you know battle for the cowl who's going to replace Cobra Commander after he's killed. Uh, and now there's a new book where Cobra has won. They have taken over, uh, and it's just called G.I. Joe. And the G.I. Joes are underground, kind of similar to what I was saying that uh, Renegade series is like, but to the nth degree where you know Cobra Commander is straight up in the White House. Nice. Damn. President okay. Commander. Okay. That's his name. <laughs> President Commander. <laughs> yeah. The Commander, Commander-in-Chief. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cobra is his first name. Commander is his last name, obviously. <laughs> Yeah, Check well, his birth certificate. <laughs> if you can find it. I, I love Cobra Commander as a villain because he has like two looks and they're both equally as crazy. You know, there's like the shiny. Uh, <laughs> Why does he have two looks? Yeah. There's the shiny visor visor face. And then there's just like the blue hood. Which is like With the logo funny. on the forehead. Yeah, yeah. of course. Well, the, like the thing that Cobra really edges the Joes out on is, is branding. I mean, the, the oh, Cobra yeah. logo is on everything that they have gi joe really does not have a unified brand identity across all of its members right cobra really does nail that i love that it's like like quick kick i know i've said him like three times but like (laughs) his story is that he is a hollywood stuntman who you know also is a gi joe in his spare time (laughs) like oh okay cool and is this Chuckle. pro bono or does the government pay the Joes or is it just yeah. for freedom? You know, I don't know. Yeah, well, and just like picture like a guy like that, right? So like Quick Kick and, and Snake Eyes and Shipwreck are all hanging out on the same team. And like there's a guy named Junkyard. <laughs> like, yeah. Who are yeah. any well, of these people? You do get a lot of the bickering that would occur in that situation, though, like on the show. They're, they're always yeah. kind of rubbing up against each other. Which is fun. I guess the, the Cobra Commander question, though, you know, the, the silver mask and then the hood, I guess it's just when the mask is getting polished. He's like, oh, yeah, it's in the, <laughs> it's, it's getting detailed. I got to wear the hood today, you know, yeah. laundry. Oh. <laughs> well, that's why when I saw the, uh, the Joe Gordon Levitt reveal at the end of the first movie, um, everyone on the YouTube was like, they couldn't have just put a blue hood on him. Like, it would have been so easy to make him look more like Cobra Commander. Right, right. It's like a weird, like, suction cup thing yeah, over his face yeah. it does it does not look good like, it's, but then it's he's doing a weird, weird voice but it's not even like the cobra commander voice at all either it's like but he's getting to it like he's transforming yeah. to it but oh speaking of transformers another reason cobra commander is a great villain is because it's what if starscream was your was main, main villain because right. it's the same yeah. voice actor so you just get more of that starscream energy True. He's calling everyone idiots and screaming so hard. He's making jokes. At one time, he's like, I could have been a stand-up comedian. That was so good. (laughs) All right, dude. This guy is so scary. It's interesting. There's a lot of uh, parallels to Transformers I was thinking about because, like, they both started, you know, well, they're both popular as 80s cartoons selling toys, basically, right? And then Mm -hmm. they've both got movie franchises in the 2000s but one was more successful than the other with like a whole bunch of sequels and stuff and then one only has one sequel so it's interesting that transformers was able to capture that audience so much better than at least in the 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 movie department well i mean it is coming back there is a snake eyes movie that is Mm -hmm. coming next year that would have been in theaters already had had covid night not hit i mean this was Really? Uh, another victim of the the pandemic scheduling and moving everything out but there there is a snake eyes movie coming that is confirmed we know the cast uh huh. who so is they're, cast they're making another run i don't know 
I'm not sure I've ever seen him in anything, to be honest. Um, but I know the part. community is excited. They uh, are more in tune with, yeah, like this is something people want to see. Like they're they're anxious to see it. So they made mm-hmm. they made the first movie in like 2010, the sequel in 2013, and now in 2021 they're making a Snake Eyes. Yeah, uh, but I don't think movie. it's going to have anything to do with the the previous installments. Mm. I mean, like, you know, my guess is that this is going to try to be a new start. And like Mike said, why would you not start with Snake Eyes? Because that's who everyone knows and loves. Right. Uh, yeah. And and according to this, Snake Eyes is going to be Henry Golding of Crazy Rich Asians fame. Oh, that's oh. right. Yeah. So it's okay. a breakout role. Okay, Snake Eyes. But he Eyes, doesn't so. talk or you don't well, see his face have at a all. Stuntman be Snake Eyes and then he'll take Right. You know, it's like the Mandalorian. Well, yes, the Mandalorian the Mandalorian effect. <laughs> <laughs> and in the comics, Snake Eyes just just recently died. Um, oh wow! Like the original Snake Eyes just recently died in the comics, and he's he like now eighty years replaced. old at this point. Well, yes and no. I mean, it's kind of that, like you know, like comic books. Like, how old is Batman? Like a thousand, right. or, or you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he ends up getting killed, and then they're just like, "Well, no one can know that Snake Eyes died, so this other guy is just gonna be Snake Eyes now." Mm. So he's just pretending to be Snake Eyes, uh, and Snake Eyes yeah, is a symbol. There was an issue with like Cobra Commander literally being like, I need to find the real Snake Eyes. This guy isn't the real Snake Eyes. Meanwhile, like Snake Eyes memories and stuff are transported into another ninja whose name is Dawn. So Snake Eyes is still sort of kicking around. I mean, these comics really have like something for everyone. If you just want like ninja fights, there are whole like like Dead Game, uh, the Snake Eyes spinoff that's happening right now is literally fighting like ancient creatures but he's snake eyes there sure, sure. <laughs> it, it is so weird it's like oh what what, what is gi joe to you and i'm like ninjas and it's like yeah they got that but <laughs> okay. like they also got sick guns and cool you know machinery uh, and a dude um, with a metal face mine's a, a guy in a hawaiian shirt named chuckles who eventually <laughs> yeah. will shoot cobra commander in the face with like a nine millimeter like that's how that goes <laughs> That is amazing. There's Tom Selleck, Magnum PI, like doesn't know which side he's on, and then one yeah. day, like this is what must be done. And yeah, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> and like, there's so many like weird intricacies with like Tomas and Tomex uh, and Destro, and uh, you know, like we didn't even talk about Zartan, right? Like, do you do you remember Zartan from the movie? He was uh, Imhotep. Um, oh yeah. Mm. Another and he ends up the, the president, but he is the, uh, you know, he's the chameleon for the G.I. Joe villains. He is not a part of Cobra. He's a part of the Dreadnoughts, which is literally just like a biker gang that has like their own thing going on. They're not the Cobra bad guys. They just like sometimes work with them and they have like their own territory. Most of this sure, all takes okay. place in like a town called Springfield. <laughs> they're just like one of the many battling. Yeah, they're just battling back and forth in like a small town. It's just weird that they never had like Cobra team up with like the USSR or something. To ha- like considering it was made in the 80s, especially, it's like they never tried to make it based on like real world conflicts. They just had, oh, it's the US military versus, you know, generic um, group I mean, of there's, terrorists. There's, there's definitely like Cobra, you know, working with specific terrorists and things like that, like selling 
you know, two different militaries and stuff like that. But I think they really wanted to keep it evergreen. Like you, you can, it, you know, if you make the bad guy Russia, you can't sell the toys to little Russian kids. But if the bad guy is Cobra, then yeah, everyone can be a part of uh, G.I. Right. Joe, which is also known as like true. special mission forces overseas. Like they just they just cut out the whole America angle. It's not a real American <laughs> yeah. hero. It's just special mission action. Sure, because their jurisdiction is clearly stated as being the world. They are protecting (laughs) the freedom of the world. It's like Team America, world police, (laughs) right? Right, right, right. They're defending (laughs) human freedom against Cobra. Like they're not here. Animals, animal rights abuses, they don't really care about. But human freedom, we're really big on that. Yeah, that's why only if it's being infringed upon by Cobra. (laughs) It has to be this one guy with a blue. Blue mask and an old metal face Destro, who's like always tragically yeah. in love with the Baroness. <laughs> like that, oh, that yeah. element is always there for some reason. He's like Frankenstein's monster. Yep, yep, yep. We can't. No love for freaking Destro, man. Chrome Dome. He's old Chrome Dome. There Tim is Daddy Destro. What's crazy is like the more we talk about it, it's just more memories pop up and you just remember characters and moments like you know we just hit on zartan which could have come a lot earlier you know and it's oh, like yeah. yeah man he's somebody's yeah, favorite Joe's, you know what i mean he's like, gotta be somebody's favorite yeah you have uh yeah snake eyes is one of those characters where it's like yeah who's your favorite teenage Mutant Ninja turtle mikey you know what i mean like he's one of those like everybody is always yeah. going to love snake eyes who do you uh, like for Mortal Kombat? Scorpion. Like, yeah, yeah no exactly. Shit. He's like, yeah, yeah, everybody's favorite. And then you have these little characters that are just like, yeah, I, lo- I love Chuckles. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like, Chuckles. Tunnel Rat. He's, you know, he's the demolition expert who, like, can get in and out of places. I don't know. I like yeah. him. Yeah. We got Mainframe. He's, he's a hacker, you know? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> keep him sure. coming, man. Gung-ho. Heavy arms. Gung ho. I forgot about gung ho. <laughs> yeah, gung ho. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, uh, they're they're fantastic. Gung ho's whole thing in his like backstory no one ever asked for is that he's incapable of being scared. Like he cannot wow. feel the emotion fear. He's just always gung ho. Yeah, wow. he's always gung ho. I love it. I love it. He just cannot be scared. Uh, I mean, what about uh, we didn't Oh my god. Did we talk about Serpentor explicitly and how he's literally a snake man? And I, his hands are snakes, right? <laughs> he's he's a snake man who is made from all of the DNA of the most evil people in the world. They just needed like oh, Voldemort. Yeah. a really bad dude. So they're like, yeah, he's got a little bit of Hitler in him. He's got a little bit, a little of, bit of Cobra Genghis Commander Khan. in him. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of Genghis Khan. And then he, sure. he's made and he's like, why are you guys following this clown Cobra Commander? I should be in charge. And Cobra Commander's like, you know, it's the no wait, go back meme. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm and, in and charge. Then, then that gives us even more Starscream energy when he's just like, oh, now I'm the number two and I really want to usurp this guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like, I, I started this. It's, we're Cobra and I am Cobra Commander. <laughs> Come on, I'm command- but this guy's literally a snake man. Yeah, and they're like, I can't argue with that. <laughs> Doctor Mindbender, who's like, oh, he does yeah. experiments. Mind He's, he'll bend your mind, Doctor Mindbender. <laughs> Don't get caught up in the Mindbender. Yeah, uh, <laughs> wow. and uh, the doctor for GI Joe's uh, Doc. That's his name. Yeah. <laughs> Lifeline is the rescue guy. Doc is the doctor. 
That's right. Lady J. I don't know about that. <laughs> lady J. That's her name. She's, She's a lady. She's a stick. She's a lady. Uh, cover girl. She goes undercover. And like, oh, that's right. Her name is Cover, cover girl. girl. Yeah. Oh, boy. I'm going to start making my own uh, G.I. Joe characters. I'm going to have one called uh, 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 Tack Copter. He's, he's really good at flying helicopters. Tactically. <laughs> Yeah. I got one here called Tin Can. He's, he's the recycling specialist. All right, one He'll of turn any metal into a new gun. There has to be a <laughs> Tin Can GI Joe. <laughs> there gotta be right. I'm gonna make one called Garbage oh, Pail. He's gonna be just the the janitor for GI Joe. Yeah, it just... wouldn't surprise me, ma'am. They call one me Lunchbox. I'm I'm the guy who serves the food on the USS flag. <laughs> yep, yeah, me and shipwreck. You know, yo, <laughs> yo Joe, it's hey. Sloppy Joe Day. It's me, Lunchbox. <laughs> Thanks, Lunchbox. You're a real American hero. Yeah. And then you know there would be a PSA of like, hey, don't make fun of the lunch people. <laughs> They're here to help Lunch you. is an important make sure you part throw of away your day. stuff. Recycle. Oh Definitely. man, I love it. And this way, you know, All this right. was like some of the earliest, uh, you know, meme culture, like the E-Bombs World videos. Do you guys remember waiting like 30 minutes for a 15 second clip to load of a guy going, hey, kids, I'm a computer. Oh, yeah. yeah. The 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 PSA re-edits, man. Yeah, this is before we had the word meme. Yeah. And yeah, those E-Bomb Worlds, man, like we, we talked about pork chop sandwiches. Um those did, yeah, like those we didn't hilarious. have the word meme. This was yeah. literally people who made funny edits of videos before that was, you know, a way to express yourself twenty four seven. Kids these days wouldn't understand. They don't know nothing about the the early internet days. But yeah, I, I guess those were uploaded. Like the dude made them just for himself, thinking a couple people are going to watch them, and because they got spread to e bomb world and everywhere else, like they really like blew up. But the dude like. It's like, holy shit, I didn't expect these to get that popular, but they did. Yeah, I mean, it was one of those things where it's like you see it and you instantly are taken back to watching those. And then like the ridiculous nature of the re-edits, like, yeah, this is, I, I, I don't know, it's, it's perfect. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's so absurdist because, yeah, you look at like how wholesome G.I. Joe is where it's literally just good guys and bad guys. And then at the end of the episodes, they teach you a life lesson and it's just gosh golly darn it it's so wholesome yeah. hey, and don't then bully. They, you know flip it yeah. yeah don't ride those bikes across the train tracks this here is to show you that it's not safe we could have got hurt and it's like now you know and knowing's half, the battle. It's like, half yeah. the battle i love every dumb catchphrase that came out of this show i mean I, I you know the comics are incredible they really had no business being as good as they are and i think it would have died off into obscurity if it wasn't for uh, the passion behind Larry Hama actually putting all of these out there and continually reinventing characters in new and exciting ways. Like, why bother having Snake Eyes grow at all as a character Like, if people didn't care? But they do. Like, there are people who are still all about these characters and to see the evolution from 1982 to now still going in the same continuity. Like, there's been no you know, DC New 52 or DC Rebirth or Marvel Now. No, it's just G.I. Joe. Oh, we're not at the Marvel Comics anymore. We're at IDW Comics. Whatever. Keep it going. We're on the same issue. Yep. A lot of the same staff too, right? Yeah. Yeah, which is we're brought crazy. brought on to continue the books, which is crazy. Yeah, it's it really is um, quite the legacy that the Joes have uh, 
created for themselves, you know, and all due to the uh, the careful and surgical precision of the execution of their their marketing and the toy designs yeah. and, and everything. I mean, you wouldn't if you didn't have a dude named Snow Job and these weird names, they probably wouldn't have caught on the way they did. Like the the right amount of weirdness, as you said earlier, Joe, yeah. the campiness, you know. Yeah, you, you yeah. know, and it's again, I'll stand by. Like they are the anti Power Rangers, where it's like the idea that you know everyone had the same uniformed look, everyone was the same. And they would all go up against different bad guys. And this flips it. Where No, the bad guys are all the same. And the heroes are, you know, oh, that guy's from California. And, and he's into uh, skiing. And this guy is from Alaska. But he likes to st- uh, surf. Like, what a bunch of crazy characters. What a bunch of crazy characters. And he's allergic to avocado. Yeah, you need to know that. Okay. <laughs> so when it's Heavy really Duty is making him uh, fish tacos, they're going to be aware of what he can and cannot have that's exactly right and we're gonna we could fish the get the fish through insustainable means if we choose because we're not here to protect the animals just human freedom just human and freedom. that's what the joes are about. just human freedom and just from cobra okay the dreadnoughts sometimes right. they get involved but not really we're we're mostly interested in uh cobra just cobra yeah yes. all right well we've been really interested in the joes how about we go and talk our final thoughts on uh, The Real American Heroes right after this. We're back. We have just returned to the pit. Time to relax with all of our favorite kooky characters here at G.I. Joe headquarters. Uh, final thoughts. Let's let's wrap it up here. What did you learn on this week's episode of G.I. Joe? Well, I learned that when you're in the pit, you got to watch out for the pit vipers, Cobra. Um, <laughs> I, I definitely learned I don't yell the name of my faction enough when I'm doing things. You know, I don't run around the house uh, and go, normies, you know, as I'm going to pick grab the pizza. You know? I do. Okay, yeah, that's I good, do, but... That's just because I'm just dedicated to this podcast. I mean, what, I need to give things more acronyms. That's what I've learned. Mm. Like everything needs to have a name, and the name needs to spell exactly what that thing is, which is always the funniest thing about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is bats? What is viper? Um, I think the most interesting thing I learned was the way that the comics just maintain that continuity, even through different publishers. That's something that I didn't know, and I think that's. Um, probably like the most surprising thing um is that that storyline like I said there's no new 52 it's still ongoing and uh yeah i mean i think i'd like personally to get my final thoughts here a lot of things that came obviously from gi joe you know i was a fan of zoids and like the dino riders they really tried to get dino riders off the ground um didn't work but you know <laughs> they started a phenomenon and everyone tried to copy them but ultimately no one could it's still G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe is the first and the best. Still, you know, number one of this kind of transmedia toy sales vehicle. Transformers maybe can argue, but I think at the end of the day, G.I. Joe is um, at, at the top of the top of the pile here. For sure. Um, I, uh, you know, I learned a lot about the Transformers uh, <laughs> and uh, makes me re want to watch the uh, want to rewatch the movies and check out, you know, the old cartoons and check out some of the um, the retaliation and stuff that you mentioned, Joe, because that sounds pretty cool. But uh, it just sounds uh, 
very interesting. So definitely with stuff I want to check out. Yeah, I think it's it's definitely a franchise that's not going away, and they're gonna keep trying and trying. I'm really hoping this one takes off again, man. Like the new uh, line of action figures has been wildly successful. Uh, people are going crazy over some of those toys. Uh, there's a video game. There's a movie on the way. There's that dead game comic I mentioned. There's the real American hero comic. There's the new G.I. Joe comic. There's the new G.I. Joe Castle Fall comic. All of this stuff is coming. Uh, and, you know, I think uh, it's a good time to kind of give birth to a new era of G.I. Joe in a post-Trump world. Like, what does it look like to have a diverse group of characters that all fight one faction that looks the same. Yeah, especially a faction that, you know, worships as reptilian overlord, you know? It, it's, it's all true. too, uh, too real. And uh, I meant to mention up top, I was able to just watch on Hasbro's YouTube. They're just broadcasting like 24-7 old G.I. Joe episodes. So now, whenever I don't know what to watch while I'm doing chores, I just throw on G.I. Joe because it's like it's such an easy and fun watch to even go back, you know, so I'm excited for the and you future. know what, like, yeah, <laughs> there's going to be a PSA where they're telling you to, to clean up and, and do your chores. So make sure you turn off together. the stove. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think it would be cool if I think it would be cool if they had a, a crossover with the Avengers and then Captain America could team up with G.I. Joe and it would be like the most America Thing ever, <laughs> Captain Dang, America right? and Duke hanging out on the USS yeah. flag. Man, exactly. So book it, MCU <laughs> book crossover. It. Bring in the GI Joes. Bring them in. <laughs> Give me the Joes. Well, that is uh, that is all we have. Be sure to go and check it out, Mike. Like you said, there is a there's a brand new just announced last week uh, GI Joe YouTube channel where you can watch all the GI Joe you can handle. Uh, the movie directed by the same guy who did The Mummy is on uh, HBO Max. If you've never seen this stuff and you're just looking for something fun and lighthearted that's not going to break the bank in terms of trying to keep up with the plot, turn on some G.I. Joe, man. Come up with your own stories for all of these crazy characters and live the, uh, the real American hero dream with G.I. Joe. That's what makes him so special. Now you know... And knowing is half the battle. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to check us out on all of our socials. And uh, if you want to hear us talk about Transformers or any of these other franchises, go ahead and hit us up because we would love to know what you want to know. We'll catch you next time, normies. All right. And let's get those name tags. We got to get the name tags one more time, guys. <laughs> name tags. This is Lunchbox. <laughs> Signing Lunchbox. off. Tin can. <laughs> It's me, Sloppy Joe. We're the lunch crew of uh, the USS flag. We're just in the mess hall. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we're you know our mission is just important as important as you know the main guys. We want to provide three balanced <laughs> meals. <Yeah. laughs> Got to keep them keep them supplied with nutrients so they can fight the the battle out there. That's right. <laughs> An apple a day keeps Cobra away. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> Yeah, I know. 
Oh, hell yeah. This is Aquaman, and if you enjoyed that episode, I'd really appreciate it if you give it a like, share, and subscribe on iTunes, and you'd really be one of my man if you share with a friend. We'll be seeing you around. Tell mom it was Billy's mistake. You're making the mistake. Flint! Anyone can have an accident, but lying makes it worse. But mom will be upset. She'll be even more upset if you lie. And how would you feel if Billy got punished? Face up to what you've done. Don't take the easy way out. We'll tell her we did it. Remember, it's better to tell the truth. And that's no lie. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. G-I-O!